0: Third, I types. The third, I types. The third, Eye types. Hello, what is up, people? Welcome back to another episode of. Third Eye Sifes. Third Eye Sifes. This is a podcast hosted by yours truly, Natalia of Earth. This planet Earth. And this is a podcast for all humans of Earth and all humans that are currently dwelling on other planets, if those planets exist, and other species of whoever else is out there, tuning in from Earth. This is Third Eye Sykes, baby. And this is a podcast where we talk about topics that can only hopefully, hopefully bring us closer to the knowledge of the self and the universe and whatever else is out there. So if you are outside of this Earth, and you're listening to this, help us out here. <laughs> help us out. Do something. Come here. Tell us something. Communicate. Whatever it is. Oh, speaking of communication, um, well, let's get into the, let's get into this episode. So now that, I, like, me saying that, hold on, I'm gonna fix my chair right now because I'm, I'm getting, oh my gosh, now I'm just, like, stabbing myself. Okay. I need to get comfy for this. <laughs> Um, so, man, now that I'm thinking about it, okay, well, let me tell you what I was going to tell you first, and then, like, I'll get into why, why I started even mentioning this. So, uh, I mentioned, I don't know what, if it was last episode or the first episode, I think it was the first episode, but I've been watching this girl named Anita Serene. And she does, um, like, tarot- she does tarot readings on YouTube. She also has a Patreon. I'm thinking about subscribing to her Patreon just because she's so good. But, um, anyways, I I was watching one of her videos yesterday because she's- she did, like, a June predictions video. And she uses so many- and I noticed she uses so many things as, like, confirmations from God, the universe, source, whatever you want to call- Whatever you want to call my love! um to like confirm the things that she's saying or like the things that she's thinking. And I actually I used to have a watch and I had three timers on my watch. I had a G-Shock. If you have like I don't know how many you could set on G-Shocks now, but if you have or ever have ever had a G-Shock, you can set three different timers. And I had three different timers on like synchronistic time. So I think one was like at 222. Uh, another one was probably at like Ele- oh 11 11 and then i don't know when the other one i think it might have been like four 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 or whatever and it would it would start ringing at the craziest times like whenever i'm like thinking something like and i need a confirmation like it would start ringing like it was the most it was amazing and i i need to freaking start doing that but anyways so she i think she does the same thing because she uses her phone for beeps I don't know like maybe she gets notifications on her phone but she uses those beeps as confirmation but then I think I remember I watched a video from her and she her dog started barking and she even used that or like something happened outside like I don't know but she uses everything right and I'm watching her and I'm like dude that's crazy like I feel like I used to be like that but not as much but I don't know I feel like that's so cool so I want to start using that. Well, I'm going to like slowly start because like lately I've been feeling like I'm not as in communication as I used to be. But that's only because like I really haven't been doing like I haven't been putting in the work for it. I feel like before I was putting in the work for it, but not on purpose. Like I was really into like my spiritual growth and um, main, not even my intuition. I was just really into spiritual growth. And like working on myself though, but like spiritually, I honestly don't even know what I was doing, but I was like on a, on a rocket ship because like there was just so many things like I I would have so many crazy spiritual experiences. Like I think I even said the story on here once about how I, I was literally doing this meditation that I read in a book. And it wasn't even like that intense of a meditation. It was like a visualization meditation. And my whole body started like intensely vibrating and like I was moving energy. Like that, it's crazy. But like more stuff used to happen like that around that time. And that was during like the beginning where I, I didn't even know what I was doing. I mean, like, I don't know what I'm doing now, but I think maybe like I was just doing more stuff like that. So that's when like more things like that would happen. I don't know. But, um, Anyways, I, like, I think that's so cool. So I've been, and this is something I wanted to even, like, mention on here. Like, this is what I'm gonna start doing, guys. Um, cause I have astro dice. I have astro dice and I think I have regular dice. But I bought them with the intentions of carrying them around. Oh, and my runes too, cause I have runes. The runes are crazy. I did this whole, (laughs) I did this, yeah, okay. I, I don't think I've ever said this on here, but I bought runes, right? And I bought them maybe around... October, I don't know, yeah, it was definitely last year, the fall season, like, the fall season always got me in, like, my witchy mood, um, so I bought runes, and I was, like, "Mm -mm, runes are, like, too crazy, so I have to do, like, some whole ritual to, like, really put some power into these, and I did this whole ritual, guys, and I swear to god, these runes are crazy, like, they, like, and I, I haven't really used them since I bought them, but, like, they are so spot on. I keep them within, like, a deer skin, like, a real deer skin, and I- I, I'm not even gonna tell you that. Like, I literally- I didn't look up this ritual. Like, I literally just made this up, and I, like, communicated with whoever the heck the rune people are, but, um, (laughs) those runes are crazy. Like, if I ever- if you ever want to do a reading with me, I think I have, like- I I don't think I'm doing readings right now. (laughs) I don't think I'm doing readings right now. I don't know if they're online, like, if I took them down yet, but I have, like, a simple card reading, and then I have, like, a what is what did i call it an intuitive an intuit intuitive energy reading i don't know what i called it where i basically use everything that i have like the dice the runes the cards everything um but what was that where was i going with that oh well that's why i also bought the runes too like to like carry them around with me so because i saw this movie once it's called it's called Star- stardust i think it's called stardust yeah you guys can look this up i think it's on Amazon Prime, too? I don't know. I watched it recently. I think I watched it that fall, too. I'm telling you, I was in my witching season. And there's a part, like, these witches, they use the runes to, like, basically get answers on, like, where the fairy is or something. So she throws them up in the air and then, like, whatever fell on the floor, like, is what she read. So I was like, I'm going to carry these around and I'm going to, like, freaking ask questions all the damn time. And that's why I also got the dice, too. So I'm going to start doing that um, just to kind of, like, get into it. And then, like, I start using more things around me, like, noises and signs and things like that. And I feel like that, and I feel like once you get into the groove with that, you really, like, start, you're, like, in direct communication. And I think that's why more things then would happen, because I was in, like, I was, I was in, like, a, what do you call it? I'm here making a phone, like, the phone with your hand, with your pinky and your thumb. I was in, like, direct connection with the freaking universe. But anyways... That's kind of, like, something that I wanted to rant about that I'm excited about starting to do. Because, like, not that I feel like I've been disconnected, because I kind of have, but not, like, in a bad way, like, oh, I'm so sad, like, I've been, like, that's not what I'm thinking at all. But it's just, I've been so preoccupied with freaking 3D physicality things that it's just, like, I'm not even thinking about that. But I should, I don't even want to say I should be, because, like, one, who am I to say what I should be doing? But, hell, I mean, that that kind of makes sense. But I don't know. And I always say, like, an, I say, I say, who am I to say what I should be doing? Because, like, I feel like I'm in control of my life, but I'm not in control of my life. Like, I'm kind of just letting things happen. And if you're asking or thinking, like, well, who the hell is in control of your life? Like, the universe is in control of my life. God is in control of my life. Like, everything, like, what I truly... And I want to say believe, because, like, and you guys know me, and I, I like to not say that I have, like, I, I mean, <laughs> it's funny, I I like to say that I don't have ideals, but I absolutely do have ideals, like, that it's part of being freaking human, but my perception of reality is that it seems like I'm in control, but everything is so planned, like, and there's it, like, I'm not in control. Like, I think I'm in control. Like if I, and I, I've i talked, I feel like I've met, talked about this before where I could say like, oh, I'm lifting on my right hand or I'm lift, lifting on my left hand and I'm going like this. I'm like, it seems random, right? It seems like I'm choosing to do these things, but it's like already pre-written in the freaking Akashic records that like, I was going to do that just now. So it's like, I don't know, but I don't know if that's true either. Like, I'm not saying I know that for a fact, but I really do feel like that's how it is but at the same time like it also doesn't matter if that's how it is like I don't like I'm not attached to that either like I don't I don't even care if that's how it is like honestly but see I go on to these rants but anyways <laughs> that was that that's what I'm excited about being in direct connection again but I mean I feel like I'm always in direct connection I just feel like I've been I've been doing other stuff and I not that I don't want to be doing other stuff I don't know. I feel like I could just do whatever I want. Like, and not even at the time, I felt like I had to do it because it was absolutely not. That's not how I felt. Like, I just felt like, I don't know. It was just what I was interested in doing at the time. And now it's like, it's kind of like the little stuff of spirituality. You know what I mean? Like the little, like, uh, like chakras and crystals and like things that don't, really matter like I don't know to me that stuff doesn't matter like everything like very mainstream surface level spirituality things like the thing the tangible things that I can of I, I think I talked about this last episode or the episode before that where it's like like I feel like that's it's necessary to get caught up in that just because it's part of it and that it helps you dive deeper into what spirituality actually is so it's like I feel like even that like doing the meditations and like Everything I was just doing before was very just part of that. And then once I real, like, I don't want to say I truly realize, but like, when you kind of realize that it, it doesn't matter, like it matters, but it doesn't really matter. Like you don't really get preoccupied with it anymore. Like you kind of just live your life. It's kind of like the expression, um, before enlightenment do the laundry. Okay, this is like the new on, the nuance, the new the newer version of it. But it's like before enlightenment um carry water. Something like pick up water, carry water. Hold on, I'm going to I I'm going to butcher it. But um the new one's is, the new one is do the laundry. And then it says after enlightenment do the laundry. Hold on, let me see. Before enlightenment chop wood, carry water. There you go. Who said that? what is the quote? I think it's just, it's a Zen Buddhist saying. It's, I don't know if anybody specific said it, but, um, the expression is before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. It's basically like before enlightenment, you did your everyday day-to-day things. You chopped wood, you carried water. And then even after enlightenment, once you gained self-realization, you realize that there's, re- there's really not a difference than, any, like, nothing changes at all. So you continue to chop wood, carry water. Like, after, I'm not saying I'm enlightened, but I don't know. I feel like that's a, a good representation of that. It's like, before I learned about all of this stuff, I would go on to my day-to-day doing whatever I do in this 3D realm. And then after I learned about all this stuff, it's like, no matter what, I still got to carry, <laughs> I still got to do my everyday things. Like it, it's, I'm still here. Like there's still things to do. There's things to be done. Um, but now I just do it more effortlessly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's my little, that's my little beep beep. Oh, also something else. I, now that I thought about it too, I was going to celebrate, I was going to celebrate a win and I forgot what the hell the win was. <laughs> to write it down? And I didn't even write it down. What was it? I don't know what it was. I really don't know. Well, I have one win written, but this isn't the one that I wanted to talk about. One win that I wrote is organized spending. I have, being, being an organized spender And having an organized bank account. And I say this because I was reading, I was reading, like, something I was writing last year about, like, a goal of mine was to become an, not become an organized spender, that's not what I wrote, but, like, to organize my bank account and, like, my spending so that I can clearly see, like, where my spending is, where all my money is, where it was going, because before I would just kind of, like, I only had one bank account, basically, and I would just, you know, I would do all my stuff, like house stuff, pay my rent, pay my, uh, bill, like just bills. I would buy random stuff that I wanted. I would eat out with it. Like I would just spend everything on my card. And it was really hard to keep track of like what money was going towards, like how much money I have to go towards bills and how much money I have to go towards my business and like, etc. etc. So I actually organized my bank accounts and, now I know all the time where my money is and where I'm spending it the most and where I'm wasting it and where I'm putting it efficiently. Um, so that was that was a win. that was a win. Once I read that, I was as a goal and I was like, oh shit, like I actually accomplished that. So that was a win. And then there was a win today, and I can't remember what the hell it was, but oh wait, hold on, hold on, I'm getting there. It had something to, cause I saw it written. I saw it written somewhere on my desk. I can't think of it. There was something like I have like a little goal thing on my desk. I'm going to, I'm going to look at my desk tomorrow and then I'll tell you guys next week. If I remember, I'm going to write it down when I see it again, or if I even think about it throughout the day today. But, um, basically I had written that I was going to do something and then I did it. Oh, I was no, oh, I think it was my nails. I don't know. I think I was thinking about my nails, and then it made me think about this, but something that I was manifesting was longer nails, or I don't know where I wrote that, or, like, I think I had it on a vision board, or I wrote it somewhere, like, having strong nails, or maybe it was just in my head, and, like, now I feel like I have... Like, super strong nails for some reason. Like, not for some reason, because I've really been, like, trying to take care of them, and I've been using, like, this certain strength in nail polish or something. But, um, I don't know what, ma- like, I think I saw it on my vision board, and I was like, oh, this is something that I actually ended up doing. But it seems like it's unreal, because the thing is, in the past, like, I have tried to strengthen my nails with nail polish, and it never worked but like this time's different. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's all, maybe it's all in my head. <laughs> but anyway, I think, I don't know if that's what it was, but I was thinking about that and maybe that was it. I don't know. I was thinking about that and maybe I saw the other thing. I don't know, whatever it was. But anyways, anyway, hello. <laughs> hello. How are you? This week we are talking about karma I mentioned last week that we were gonna talk about it and you know what I was gonna I watched some videos before this because I like to like if I hear anything new I could spit it back out to you guys I watched a couple of videos on karma and I got some mixed feel not I got mixed feelings about it but like mi- mixed interpretations of it I don't know but I kind of started, I opened up a wormhole last episode and I didn't really get to close it. So we're going to dive into that basically. So let me kind of re not rephrase, but reiterate, I guess, what I started to say last week. And I was basically, I basically ended it with your desires are meant to be fulfilled, that your karma is meant to be fulfilled. Um, no, but you know what? I was actually talking, I start. I ended the first episode, the first episode of this season with that. And then I think I was going to talk about it. I wasn't going to talk about it last week, but then I kind of opened up a, a hole that kind of intertwined with it last week, talking about the causal realm and the physical realm. And basically, like, the knowledge of we are one. Like, how in the physical, like, we can say that, oh, yeah, we know it. Like, I know that I'm one with everything. I know I'm one with all humans and stuff like that. But, like, when you really know, like, when you truly know, that's, like, you can't know that in this physical reality. Like, it's just, it's too big of a concept. Like, and it's not even a concept. It's, but it's, like, it's incomprehensible. Like, the ability to actually comprehend that the brain cannot fathom. Therefore, it's not possible for us to actually know that. If we, once we actually know truly that we are one, like, we can't be in this physical realm anymore. That's how I feel. But, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so that was that. But I, I was kind of trying to open up, like, the causal realm and the physical realm. So, what I learned about this was from the autobiography. The Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahamsa Yogananda. This is a very popular spiritual book. Like, if you look up top spiritual books to read, this is definitely on the list. On almost every website, every blog, bookstore that you go to, like, you will be recommended this book. And I was tired of being recommended this book. And you know what? I actually, I don't know what, I think I was looking for temples nearby to where I lived um, in the last place that I was living. And then I found that the headquarters of Yogananda's, I guess you can call it like um, temple, like not temple, fellowship, his fellowship, it's called the Self-Realization Fellowship, um, was right by my house, like the headquarters of it. So I hiked to it and then it was gorgeous and I went inside the little store And I was thinking, I was like, I should buy his freaking book. I remember one time when I was working at the restaurant and there was a girl reading the book at the table and I went up to her and I was like, hey, is that a good book? Like I've been suggested and I've heard a lot about it. And then she was like, oh yeah, it's amazing. I just started, but it's really good. And, but that was the last time I kind of like really thought about it. And that was like years ago. So I was like, maybe it's time for me to actually buy this book. And I was talking to the lady who worked in the store And I don't even know if she worked there. She was just, like, part, she's part of the fellowship. And she was telling me, like, she was, it was weird because she was from the Bronx, too. Or, like, she was part of some part of New York where me and her were, like, bonding about being from New York. And then she started talking about, like, how she heard about Paramahamsa Yogananda and, like, how he changed her life, basically, and how the book changed her life and, like, all this stuff or whatever. So I was like, you know, let me buy this book. And it's a really good book. But anyways, like I was saying in last episode, if there was anything that I took from that book was that chapter on the freaking dimensions. And that was really, I mean, I'm, I think, I don't know if I'm in the last, I'm in the last couple of chapters and I don't know if he's going to drop any more intense knowledge like that, but like most of the book was his life story. Like that was only the one chapter that like dropped some freaking, like he dropped some good stuff throughout the book, mostly on Bhakti, like devotional stuff. Um, but that, that chapter was, like, intense, like, it was, like, some good knowledge, and you could, you could take it or leave it how you actually accept it, but, um, he talks about the causal realm, the physical realm, the astral realm, and the causal realm, and when I was reading this, I kind of felt it as a confirmation of things that I had heard already, because you have to understand, like, this book, let me see when it was written, the autobiography of a yogi, I did a voice thing because it's faster. (laughs) I just reminded myself of my mom. It was originally published in 1946, okay? 1946. 1946. He wrote this book. It was published. It wasn't even like he wrote it. It probably, I don't know how long it took him to write this book, but it was basically probably 1945 or before that. The 1940s, okay? He writes this book. Now, you could watch YouTube videos now and they talk about the astral realms and like the causal realms and stuff like that. And like, I learned about that in things now, but to read a book that was written and that's not even that long ago, honestly, like there, there's stuff written on this probably even further back than that, but I haven't read it personally. I haven't heard of it personally, but I don't doubt that it exists. But to read that, it's like, oh, this is real. And not even that, but like, written by a Indian Hindu guru basically which I don't know to me confirms that it's a thing only because like it seems like when when you hear about the astral realm and like causal realm and stuff like that it sounds very new age but most of the time new age spirituality is not new age it's a combination of ancient histories practices, knowledge, religion, spirituality, like, it's a combination of all that that's old, it's old stuff, like, all the stuff you hear, like, chakras, chakras is Hindu, like, that is yoga, yoga literally is Hindu, like, yoga is a spiritual Hindu practice, and, like, people do it as a sport now, so it's, like, you really don't know unless you actually look into it, but, um, Anyways, to me, that was just a confirmation, like, oh, like, the Astral Realms are really a thing. Not that I doubted that it was a thing, because I didn't, but it just, like, I don't know, it gives you kind of more confirmation in a way. So anyways, um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically just get into what he talks about, and I'm, I can't quote him, I don't know any quotes from it, but, um, I'll tell you what I've learned from what he said in this, and there were some things that he lost me on there, because it just, like, I don't know, maybe I wasn't meant to absorb it at the time. Like, I, that's a chapter I have to reread because it's like, wait, what? And a lot of it has to do with karma. Now, karma, when you think of karma, you know, you hear somebody say like, oh, you have good karma, you have bad karma, like, oh, that's gonna get you bad karma or something like that, right? And I mean, that's kind of what it is, but it's not like a... It's not like an eye for an eye type of thing, but in a way it is. So what, what I listen to today, because I'm going to tell you what I listened to today and I'm going to tell you what I really understand karma to be. I was watching these videos and what everybody's saying is that it's basically like the the law of cause and effect. If you know the hermetic principles or if you could just think in general the law of cause and effect that's what it is. It's, you do something, something happens from that. There is an effect from that, right? So, if you do something bad, essentially, like, to me, I think if you do something bad, something is going to happen. It's the same thing as if you do something, something is going to happen back from that. Not specifically good or bad, it's just if you do something, something else is going to happen as a repercussion of that. So, the videos that I were, I was watching today was saying that, like, yeah, if you do something bad, then it's probably something bad is going to come back to you, and, like, I don't know, and I was hearing some, like, the, like, people quoting scriptures from this, Hindu scriptures, um, of, I don't want to say of course, but, like, that's where karma comes from, it's, it's kind of a Hindu concept or an Eastern concept, um, but, like, I don't know, I didn't really resonate with that, even though, like, and I don't want to say even though it's probably true, because, like, I don't know what's true. Like, we don't really know it's true, but, like, I don't know if that's me, like, doubting if it's true, so I don't, like, I. so I'm saying, like, oh, I don't know if it's actually true. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I really don't know. That's for you to decide, personally. Like, I don't know. I feel like, <sighs> I feel like whatever you make life to be, like, that's what it is. And I mean that for an absolute fact. Be and in the sense of like you create your own reality, right? Whatever you understand reality to be is most likely what it is to you. And like, I don't know about how that goes hand in hand with like universal laws. Like, say, say you don't believe in the law of cause and effect, then does that mean that it absolutely doesn't? Like, if you completely disregard it from your reality, right? Your personal reality, does that mean? that it actually doesn't exist at all because you don't believe in it at all or is it just happening in the background without you even noticing it because you don't believe it to be true. You know what I mean? And it's the kind of same it's kind of like the same thing that I talked about when I think I talked about um what did I talk about? <laughs> what did I talk about? It was like it had something to do with the observer and the observed. What is that theory? Is that quant? No, that's not quantum theory. Guys, you're gonna have me looking back at old episodes because I did a whole episode on this and I don't even remember what the hell I was talking about. Parallel realities. Yeah, here we go. Damn, I clicked right on it. Season three, episode 20. Parallel realities, dimensions, and quantum leaping. So it was about quantum leaping and how if you looked at the part... There's like a whole experiment on this. How if you look at the, the particles. They're moving through the slits, and there's like memes. There's like woke memes on this, and I mean woke as in like you know what's up with the the universe type memes. Um, where it's <laughs> there, I think there was a meme where it's like if you look at the particles, it's like when you look at the particles and it shows them like moving, but then it's like when you don't look at them and they're like not moving, something like that. I don't know what the hell the freaking experiment is called. You know what I'm talking about though, the slit experiment. Um, you guys are gonna have me freaking look it up now. See I told you I'm off my stuff guys, I, I feel, I feel like I would have been able to slit experiment, that's all I'm gonna freaking, YouTube knows what I'm talking about. The original double slit experiment, double slit, and it's funny cause I was gonna say double slit but I, I doubted myself. And basically what it is, is these particles are moving through these slits, right? In an organized fashion, when you observe, when there's something observing them, when there's a person looking at them. But as soon as the person looks away, they start moving like crazy, like they're not even going through the slit, something like that. I would have to re- reread it. And that has something to do with quantum leaving. I really don't remember. <laughs> but, anyways, that, and I talked about in this episode, because I've always thought about that too. It's like everything is vibration right everything is energy everything is particles moving and the reason why we can see out of our eyes is because of the cones and rods in our eyes and the way our lenses the lenses on our eyes are the way light hits them and when light hits them the cones and rods send signals to our brain of the colors that we're seeing what we're seeing it creates an image in our head and we basically can see, like, that's what we're seeing. It's basically, like, we're not really seeing anything, because everything is just atoms, but the way the light is reflecting off of the atoms and bouncing into our eyes is creating this image of our reality. And then you can speak about that, like, metaphorically about physical reality. But anyways, so I, to me, like, my thing is, If I'm not looking at something, like, I'm looking straight ahead, everything behind me still exists. Like, there's still someone standing behind me. Not right now, that'd be creepy, but, like, in general, right? Like, if you have your friends standing behind you and you're looking straight, just because you can't see them doesn't mean that they don't exist. So, anyway. I, I don't know if that... I don't know if that relates. I don't even know if those are relatable. I mean, but it's like the same... It's the same concept, you know? If you don't... If you don't see it, is it real? Does it exist? It's like if a tree falls in a forest and no one's there to hear it, did it make a sound? And that's true. Like, if no one's there to hear it, did it make a sound? I don't know. See, it's stuff like that. And that's not even what I'm trying to talk about, but that stuff drives me crazy. Because it's like... Did it make a sound? If nothing is there to perceive the sound, does it actually make a sound? Like, I don't know. Is that, like, an unanswerable question? If you know the answer to that question, please tell me. Give me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear your answer to that question. But, um, anyways... Anyway, the law of, the law of karma. So, I don't know, I don't know if this exists, I don't know if this is true, whatever, but anyways, what he says in the book, okay, well, let's go back to karma, like, what karma is. So, you do something good, or you do something good, something good happens. You do something bad, something bad happens, right? Now, all these videos I was watching was saying that and this is this comes from scripture and then apparently even yogananda said this and i don't know if he said this in one of his talks or something but um basically the the common idea the common understanding of what how karma is is basically accumulated over lifetimes and this is also with the idea in mind that you have a soul and this soul reincarnates this one soul is continuously reincarnated you have only one soul that has lived many physical lifetimes this is the concept of reincarnation right um which is very different than rebirth the buddhist principle of rebirth reincarnation is hindu and stems from you having a soul that has lived many lives before so over these physical lives that you have lived your soul has karma Karmic debt, I guess you could say. And in one life, you could have been a murderer and accumulated lots of bad karma, but then in the next life, you're a regular person. And, like, that idea is basically, like, so in your past life, you did a lot of crappy stuff, so you're basically living out that karma in this life. So, if bad stuff constantly happens to you, even though you're a good person in this lifetime, it's because you're burning out the karma from the previous life. And, like, I feel like that kind of makes sense, but at the same time, it doesn't resonate with me very strongly. And I don't know if that's because, like, I don't want to think that. Like, and the reason why I say I wouldn't want to think that is because, like, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't even, like, it just doesn't resonate. I personally feel like karma, there is no good or bad karma. And I don't feel like whatever bad things happen to me in this life or what I would consider to be bad is because I did something bad in my past life. Like, that doesn't feel like that's what that is. And, like, I think that also depends on if you consider anything bad. Like, if something bad happens to me now, I mean, I had a different perception when I was younger, but now, like, I'm not not thinking, like, oh, what did I do to deserve this? Like, I'm just thinking it's something that's happening. Like, I think it's something that's happening or, like, something that is happening because I need to learn from it or it's an experience that I'm meant to have so like I don't know my perception of karma is very intertwined with how that concept of karma is but um mostly how he talks about karma in the autobiography of yogi resonates with me a lot so like what he basically says in the book is that we do have this accumulated karma in our life, but there's karma that is meant to be burnt up. And once all your karma's burnt up, basically, is when you can move on to the next realm. So once you've burned up all the karma that you've accumulated on the physical realm, then you move on to the astral realm, basically. And this is what he says in this, this chapter. Then you move on to the astral realm, but then you have a bunch of astral karma that you have to burn up. So it's, like, basically, like it doesn't freaking end and it was funny because when I was reading this I was like you've got to be kidding me (laughs) because because it was like always been a goal like oh like I can't wait to get out of this physical reality and just merge with oneness like yeah and it's like no honey you literally have to go to through two other realms of karma before you could actually merge with oneness and that's what he says in this chapter is that you have all this astral karma to burn up once you burn up the astral karma then you go into the causal realm we have to burn up the rest of your astral karma and your causal realm karma which is barely anything and then you can decide whether you want to merge with oneness or if you can if you want to go back to the astral realm or something like that but um that's what his guru who had resurrected told him and then he put in this book so to me like I feel like that's true with the act like the physical karma the actual karma like that that feels true to me but not, like, to fact where I'm gonna freaking die for that idea, like, of course not, but that resonates with me, but the fact that, like, bad things happen to me in this lifetime because of bad things that I happened in the previous, like, I don't know, that part just does, like, it doesn't sound right, maybe if it's worded a bit better, I can understand it, but to me, like, I understand, I understand the idea that we have this karma that needs to be burnt up, like, that resonates with me, and I also heard this when I'm, when I was reading a book and I still haven't even finished this book. It's called Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. And she's basically a manifestation coach who met, who was the coach of Catherine Zinkina, who does Manifestation Babe, who is one of my coaches. So I basically went to like her source, which is one of her coaches and read her book. And she talked about this too. And I don't even think she know any about like, these kind of things. I mean, maybe she did. I don't want to freaking underestimate her. Like, maybe she read the autobiography of a yogi. But I, to me, I feel like her knowledge was, like, pretty intuitive. Like, whatever she's saying just is whatever comes to her head, I guess, or whatever she's figured out by experience. But um, she said in her book that your desires are meant to be fulfilled. And this is something that manifestation, a lot of manifestation coaches say. I don't listen to a lot of them, but from the ones that I have learned from, They always say that, like, your desires, your wants for things that seem, because manifestation is, a lot of people who want to manifest things want to manifest physical things. Of course, they want to manifest money. That's the number one thing. They want to manifest a dream house, a dream partner, a dream life, basically, right? Various physical things that are going to happen in this physical reality, And that's why we we did the whole discussion on if manifestation was egotistical because most of the time people want to manifest things that have to do with physical things, right? But it's also a very spiritual concept. It's a very spiritual action because it has to do with energy and it has to do with manipulating reality and it has to do with all the things that aren't very physical, right? So it's spiritual and physical all at the same time. And when I hear from these coaches they they're basically trying to tell you because the number one blockage that people have from manifesting things is that people are ashamed of their wants and desires right they're ashamed that they want to have a million dollars because it seems egotistical they're afraid of judgment you know they're a spiritual person why should they want a million dollars so there's a lot of you know um blockages there like there's a lot of like confusion of the heart and the mind because you know, you don't know, you don't know how to feel because of what you've heard of what people told you and things like that, right? So that's why I hear this often from manifestation coaches because they try to help get rid of that blockage, which is your desires are meant to be fulfilled. Like there is nothing wrong with the things that you want to desire. And I heard this from Amanda Francis where she says your dreams are literally meant to be fulfilled. Like the reason why you want something so bad in this lifetime, whether it's like a dream life, like a specific dream that you have, you want it so bad, you've been wanting it for years, you've been wanting this certain career your whole life, like, this certain desire that your heart just yearns for, right? It is there for a reason. It is there because it is meant for you to actually go towards that thing. It's meant for you to pursue that dream, right? So, and, like, when I heard that, that resonated with me so deeply because it's, like, it's so true because, it's not like, and then she even says it because she used to be, I think she used to be in a cult. She used to be in a Christian cult, right? So a lot of her teachings are, like, God-based because, you know, that's what she grew up. She grew up on um, teachings of God, right? Teachings from the Bible itself. So she says, God puts these desires in your heart for a reason. It's not like you're born with these desire. like, you are born with these desires because God put them in your heart, but it's, like, it's not, it's not there because, you know, you saw it on TV or something, like, if you saw it on TV and then it truly made you want to go to it, like, that's all, it's all pre-planned, guys, but anyway, (laughs) but anyways, um, yeah, like, that's, I don't know, that resonated with me deeply, so then when I read in, the autobiography of a yogi, he basically says the same thing. And he didn't say it in this chapter of the dimensions. The, the chapter that he mentioned this in, I don't know if it's the first time he mentioned it in the book, but it's basically a chapter on where he's talking about the story of his parents' guru. So basically, short long story short, Yogananda, right? His parents were devotees of a guru called Lahiri Mahasaya. And that was their guru. So he grew up with his parents um, following this guru. And that was kind of his first guru, too. Because that was the guru that he grew up with. And he tells the story of Lahiri Mahasaya. And how he found his guru, basically. And I think it was maybe... I think he did find... I think it was the story about how he found his guru. Something about he he was leaving his job because he worked like a really good job or something like that and he was told that he was being transferred to a different location of the job so while he's traveling to the new location of his job he gets lost in the woods or something like that and he finds a cave and he walks into the cave and it's literally his guru and his guru I think was His guru was Babaji, which is, like, a very infamous guru. Like, you, if you know gurus and yoga and Hindu, you'll know Babaji. And I think that was his guru. I believe so. And he runs into Babaji and he was like, I've been waiting for you for so long or something like that. And he didn't know who he was at first, but then he touched him and he instantly, like, remembered his, I think he remembered his past life. He remembered him being his guru and he, like, started bawling his eyes out. He's like, I remember you, Guruji. Like, all this crazy stuff. But anyways, he, his guru, Babaji, tells Lahiri, um, like, you're literally about to become enlightened or something like that. I don't really know exactly word for word, but that, his, he is, he needs to burn up some last karma before he can move on to this next level of, his, of spirituality, basically. So because Baba Ji's like this freaking top-notch guru and is very up there where he can just like create things with the snap of his fingers he says you need to burn up some karma and some karma that you need to burn up is that he wanted to be in a mansion or something like that and I don't know if it was a some karma from his past life or karma from the the lifetime that the story is taking place I don't know but whatever it was that he wanted to be in a mansion and eat a feast at a mansion, or something like that, and literally, Babaji, like, creates this freaking mansion in an instant, and you can believe this is true or not, like, take it how you want to, but apparently this actually happened. Babaji creates this freaking mansion with this feast and all these fruits, and, like, literally, his karma burned up in an instant, because he, he fulfilled that desire that he wanted within him, and when I read that, It basically explained to me and showed me that your karma is meant to be burnt up. It wasn't meant, like, he needed to become a millionaire. Like, that could be part of your freaking karma, but it was, like, he needed to be inside of a mansion, and that was, like, part of his karma, and then to burn it up to move on to, like, the next spiritual phase of his life, basically. So, I don't know. Everything kind of just, like, all tied in together, and that's why... I, I ended that first episode of the season saying that your karma is meant to be, your desires are meant to be fulfilled. Your desires are meant to be fulfilled because those desires are placed within your heart for a reason. They're placed within your heart so that you can fulfill them. So that when you fulfill them, you burn up the karma. I think that in by saying that. We are in this karmic cycle. And something that I also learned in these videos that I watched today, well, I learned this in one video. I don't know, like, and this sounds like it's real. I mean, he was quoting, he was quoting scripture, I would say. But basically, people were asking, like, how do you, how do you get rid of bad karma, right? You've done bad stuff in your past life. Now you have bad karma. How do you get rid of it, right? And, He was saying, I don't know who this, I don't know who this guru was, but he was saying that basically in, I don't know if it's in the Bhagavad Gita that this conversation happens. I don't think so. But I think his name's Dasharatha? Either that or I'm thinking of freaking the Ramayana. Aw, you're going to make me look this up. The king, if you've ever, not too many people have actually read the Bhagavad Gita, so... Hold on, Bhagavad Gita. King. Drittarashtra. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But that's basically the king. And the story begins with the king asking his his right-hand man, because he's blind, to explain to him what is happening on the battlefield. That's how the Bhagavad Gita begins. Oh, no, I think it's at the end of the Mahabharata that he, he asks, yes, that's what it was, at the end of the Mahabharata. And if you know, the Bhagavad Gita is a scripture, a whole battle that happens in the middle of the Mahabharata. So, The Bhagavad Gita in itself is extremely long, but it's also a very small story that's within an even bigger story called the Mahabharata. But anyways, so in the end of the Mahabharata, the king asked Lord Krishna, what did I do to to have experienced so many bad things within my lifetime? I've seen so many of my sons die. I've seen so much suffering, all this stuff. What did I do? What kind of karma did I accumulate in order to experience this um in my past life? Because I don't remember anything. Cause he had a boon, which is a favor, basically, um, that he would remember his past three lives. And he said, I didn't do anything in my last life. And then Krishna was like, What about the life before that? And he was like, I didn't do anything in that life. He's like, What about the life before that? He's like, I didn't do anything in that life either. And he was like, Well, what about the one before that? He was like, Oh, I don't know, I don't remember. And then he said you have past lifetimes that are endless, that are infinite. So it's like that bad karma is accumulated from lifetimes, endless lifetimes, endless meaning infinite lifetimes, past lifetimes. So it's like if that's the case, and then, like, that's basically what it was, is that we have these infinite past lives. Like, our past lives are infinite. It goes all the way back. So, it's like, how can we make up for karma that was accumulated in freaking infinite lifetimes? We would have to, what, do rituals, do, like, prayers, um, just, you know, things that you would burn up bad karma with. But for also infinite lifetimes forward, like, in the future, starting from now and into infinity forward. Because that's the only way. Infinity cancels out infinity. Then it's just infinity. Like, everything is just happening. And it's not even, like, it's canceling each other out. It's just both of them are all happening for infinite lifetimes. So it's like, how does that even, how does that even work? So then in that video, he says, like, the only way you could actually do it is experiencing and practicing pure bhakti, which is pure devotion to God. Um, But also take that and leave it as how you want to. I mean, for me personally, because I love bhakti yoga, I consider myself a devotee. Even though, <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> I I don't know. Like I feel like bhakti is necessary, but at the same time, like I don't see it, say it's necessary to burn up bad karma. Like honest bhakti, honest devotion, isn't out of to get a result of burning up bad karma. Like, that's not honest bhakti. That's just trying... That's, like, fake devotion to get something out of it. Like, that's not even what I would even prescribe people to do to burn up bad karma. Like, there, and I would just say there's nothing to do. Like, you can. There, like, whatever happens, happens. And that's why I personally feel like maybe that doesn't resonate with me. Like, bad stuff happened in this life because something bad happened in my last life. I feel like that might not resonate with me now that I'm talking about it because... Like, it just, it cancels out, like, things, bad things have been happening all my past infinite lives, and then good things and bad things are also going to happen in my future lives, so it's like, it's just a happening. It's canceling each other out constantly, so I don't see it as, like, it making up for each other, I just see it as happening, right? Because that's what it is. I don't know, maybe, maybe that could be it. I never really even thought about it, honestly, until now. But, um, it's a concept, guys. Take everything that I say with a grain of salt because half of the time I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm reiterating things that I've learned and experienced personally. And I don't know. I think they're cool ideas. They're cool things to think about. I mean, like, that's what this podcast is. Things to think about. Things that you don't usually think about to think about for the week. For the week, there was your thought for the week. So, what do you think? Are you accumulating bad karma? Are you burning up bad karma? Are you doing good karma? Do you do thing good things thinking that something good is going to come out of it? And I also feel like that kind of put goes hand in hand with like law of attraction, right? Like attracts light. You do something good. Something good comes. You do something bad, something bad comes. So it's also the the law of attraction. I feel like a lot of these laws overlap they're either the same law with different names, or it's just, like, I don't know. It's weird. This is weird, guys. You know what I feel like? There's this movie, <laughs> there's this movie called, I. no, it's not called Ice Cream Truck. What the hell is it called? Oliver Stoned. That's what it's called. Oliver Stoned. And it's, like, it's a, a weed movie, but, um, his friend, his best friend has a podcast where he talks about, like, conspiracy theories and aliens, and I don't know, that's what this just reminded me of. Um, Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode for the week. If you like this podcast, please give it a rating in the Apple Store, the Spotify app, whatever app you're listening to this. See if you can rate it if you can. Leave a rating if you could comment, that'd be amazing. It helps boost up the views so people can actually listen and contemplate these ideas as well. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is Natalia of Earth, and yeah, you can also follow, what else can you follow? Just follow that for now. I'm not going to give you anything crazy. (laughs) Um, and I hope you have a wonderful week. DM me anytime and peace out. This episode has been brought to you by the Writings of Natalia.com. Jai Maa!